This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a special edition of The Word to Stand On for Life, uh, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, anything and everything. All we need you to do is call us today. We only want you to call if you have questions for the seniors. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. Our phone numbers are 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. And remember, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, as you remember from years past, we do this senior program once a year. It's the day before graduation. And today we've got seven seniors who are sitting here getting ready to graduate and go out into the world. Uh, some of the things that we were talking about on the lunch trip that we had, Paul and I have the privilege, along with Pastor Will, the principal of the school, and his wife Natasha, of taking the seniors to lunch on this day. Uh, and some things we saw maybe going out into the world is not the best thing for right now, but uh, you guys have got here at this point particular point in time, and we are thrilled for it. If you have any questions or uh, information that you want from the seniors, we'd like to limit the calls today as we'll be talking to them and giving them an opportunity to share their hearts as well. What I'm going to ask you to do at the beginning is just introduce yourself, how old you are, how long you've been at the school, and what your post-graduation plans are. If you know, no pressure. If you don't know, that's okay. Uh, I still don't know what I'm going to do this weekend, so that's okay. I'm going to start with you, Sabina, and I'm going to tell the audience we have a special connection. You're my yard person. Yes, I am. And 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 I know you are smarter than most because you figured out how to make your dad do all the heavy work. Oh yeah, that's the way it works. Paid. That's it. <laughs> I just I just get one finger dirty, my pointing finger. Sabina is our student body president this year. Go our outgoing student body president. Sabina, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Sabina Croft. I just turned 18 this past weekend, and um, I've been at the school for 13 years. Um, After this, my plan is to move to um, a little town called Tyler, Texas, and go to Jacksonville University. Thank you. Jerry? Um, Hello. My name is Jeremiah Magana. I am 19 years old. I have been coming to the school for seven years now, and... 
my plans for whenever I graduate is to pursue a career in cooking or anything like that. Thank you. <laughs> Evan? My name is Evan Perez. I've been going to this school for seven years now, and um, I'm 18 years old. After I graduate, I'd like to pursue nursing at Northeast Lakeview College. Okay. Ashley? Um, hello. My name is Ashley Almasan, and I'll be turning uh, 17. Or No, I am already 17, and I'll be turning 18. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, sh- in June. we should have made that, knowing that, a requirement for graduating. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be turning um, 18 in June, and after I graduate, I plan to uh, join the military, either oh. Air Force or Navy. I did not know that. That didn't come up in our lunch today. Yes. Congratulations. Good for you. Shane? Hi, my name is Shane Diaz. Um, I've been coming to school for about four years. Um, I'm 18 years old. My plans for the future is to go to Lakeview and pursue a nursing career. Now, Shane, before we move on, you're also pursuing a professional racquetball career. Yes, I am. Um, I'm currently... Number three in Texas and number 80-something, <laughs> I haven't checked, um, in the U.S., so, yeah. So can you make money? Playing yeah, right, right now, yeah, I am. Um, I'm actually um, participating in professional tours, so hopefully I win <laughs> this year and get you. money. Good for you. Claudia? Hi, I'm Claudia Alba. Um, I'm 19. I've been going to school for 11 years since second grade, and uh, my plans are going to Lakeview and majoring in biology pre-nursing. Oh, very good. Tristan? Hello, my name is Tristan Bowles. I'm 18. I've been going to the school for 13 years, K-12, and my plans are to go to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. And that's where, Tristan? In Troy, New York. Troy, New York. So you and Sabine are the only ones that are actually leaving us. Thank goodness. Kidding. <laughs> only <Wow>. joking. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, and you can take it in any order you want. I've been here the longest, uh, and we're already escaping. <laughs> <laughs> you have been uh, at school. You told us how long. It's a small school. We're in confined quarters. What's the best thing and the worst thing about being in a small Christian school? Tristan, you got the mic. Go ahead. Uh, I would say... The worst thing is the small sample size of students. So not there are not many other students that share the same hobbies I have. So eh, I'm just stuck with my small clique of friends. Uh, I'd say probably the best thing is that you get to form a personal relationship with your teachers since they only have to focus on that max about 10 to 12 instead of a whole class of 30 to 50. So I would say that's the best thing. Okay, well, just hand Claudia the mic. Claudia, how about you? I say the worst thing is probably dealing with the same people every day. Small group, <laughs> only ten per class. But Can't I say, hide, yeah, exactly. Um, but I say the best thing is probably you get, yeah, a personal relationship with the teachers, and I feel like um, you could learn better because they could pay attention to your struggles academically than everyone else's. So I think that's the worst. Okay, Shane. Um, so and I've you, and you come from a public school yeah, background, yeah, so you've I got was a actually going to mention that. Yeah, so I can make comparisons here, but the best thing is that we get more attention as students. Um, we have more of a personal relationship with teachers too. Um, friends are really nice here. You basically become friends with the whole school. It's pretty cool. And the worst thing, I mean, maybe just opportunities in clubs. We don't have 
too many opportunities in that, but other than that, it's pretty good. Good. Ashley? Um, like Shane said, the best thing is um, being able to connect with teachers and... Um, Don't just stealing what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best thing. Um, and yeah, and they also pay more attention to you when you're um, closer to them, you know, and then... Uh, and I also come from public school, so it's a very big difference. And uh, the worst thing is um, trying to concentrate because there's always people talking. And, you know, the classes are in the sanctuary and <laughs> everybody's always talking and it's hard to concentrate like while taking tests. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I really, I really enjoyed coming to the school. You've you got to learn to focus, don't Yes, you? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's very quieter in public school. Yeah. Evan? Um, I think the best and the worst thing is like the small class sizes. Because, like, you're with each other all day and, like, you know, little rivalries start to form, you know, like a family almost. It's like a family. You know, you hate your siblings and you love them at the same time. So I feel like we get really close with each other. Like, these guys are basically like my siblings. We get along sometimes and sometimes we have little arguments and stuff. So, but, yeah, I like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Jeremiah? Um, in my opinion, that the best thing is, is that... um. The amount of people that I got to met he, meet here, because I also come from a public school, so I can say that people here are actually more friendly here, along with all my teachers as well, because they can help you out a lot, And it, unlike my previous schools. And honestly, I think that the worst part is, is that we really don't have as much activities as uh, public schools would. Like, I feel like we need more clubs, like more activities that we can do together. Sabina? Um, I would say I have one in particular that's it's both a blessing and a curse because <laughs> of our small size everybody knows everybody's business there is no hiding what's going on in your life there's no hiding any relationships that you have um, for one, it keeps you accountable, but um, at the same time, it also it can cause a lot of strife because you're with these people eight hours a day for five days a week. So okay, now maybe, just maybe, that's good training for the Christian life because our oh, yeah, lives absolutely. are supposed to be wide open for the mm-hmm. world to see. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it is. Um, me personally, as student body president, um, yeah, you always have to check and make sure that. Um, well, like the Bible says, always always check yourself, you know, make sure what you're doing is above approach. So um, I like it. I don't mind it. I've grown used to it for my whole life. Sabina, student body president, what are some of the things that you focused on this year to make this year, this class different? Now, obviously, we've had the COVID um, quarantines and the COVID scares and all the stuff going on now for a very, very long time. Um, two two questions. One, were you glad to get back when we started the school year, uh, away from being at home? And secondly, um, th- what did you want to do? What was your vision for this year for the school? Well, to start the year off, um, we didn't have a student council because we had we had our our head teacher who was in charge of that leave the school. Um, we weren't. Sh- we were going in and out of school. Come in one day, no, not going the next day. So um, that was my main goal. Was we need to get a student council. I need to find a teacher. 
Now, I have the blessing of having a dad as a teacher, so he was my person, um, and I was able to start off making a student council, and then from there we made the cabinet and voting on president. Now, I was unopposed, so I didn't have to worry too much about that. Um, my goal was just to have it be as normal as possible, because I didn't want us to miss out on the few opportunities that we do have here. Um, and to also for the rest of the students because I know that was a big deal last year that they missed a lot of their senior stuff due to COVID um, like the ditch day or going out for um, just different field trips. Now we were affected with the field trip uh, opportunities this year but we made up for it with other things so it, it turned out all right and I was blessed that the Lord kind of took over and I didn't have to worry about it too much. <laughs> was it a relief, and anybody can answer, was it a relief uh, when we, we, we stopped after the first quarter with the every other day school and just came back? What, what are your thoughts about that? Evan? Um, yeah, I was definitely, I didn't like the switching. Well, I, I kind of liked it just because I didn't have to do all my homework on like one day. Like I'd do it on the day we had at home. But it's just easier because we weren't getting we weren't really getting anything done when we were at, switching back and forth. So I was glad that we came back full time. Okay, Jerry, you want to say something? I'm actually very glad that we came back to full time because like like trying to contact your teachers if like you had a question about your homework was like a real challenge when you were distance learning. So whenever we started going back full-time, I was very glad that I was able to tell my teachers everything without having to call them or just go through anything just to contact them. Anybody else? Claudia? I actually personally loved the every other day. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I'm the only one. I guess I am. So um, she kept doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like it was like the perfect balance. I had the best sleep schedule. Um, we got to the next day, make up all the work that we were confused on the previous day at home. I don't know. I loved it, but that was temporary. Anybody else? Ashley? I mean, we'll see Master Claudia. I also enjoyed like not being or not coming to school every, every day. Cause you know, it's kind of, because whenever we came back to like full week, it was kind of hard to, um, get used to it, but eventually I was able to get used to it. But um, now you just said that you're contemplating a military career. Mm -hmm. There's no oh yeah no, no Ashley time yeah in a military no career. time at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's also that would also help me get used to stuff. Okay, here's the question: You guys go to church, school, same place, around the same people all the time. Do you ever feel like you can't wait to break out. I mean, I'm in jail in this small place. And it's a small facility. We've got a lot of people, but it's a small facility. How did that affect your learning, Shane? Well, I mean, as Evan mentioned in the beginning, um, she said that all of us became, became to become uh, what's called a family. And so just us knowing each other very well, we like treat each other as siblings. Um, we're very comfortable with each other. I'm, I don't think... I mean, in some occasions, I would feel like jail just because sometimes, I don't know, just 
strict rules or stuff like that or like covid things like not sharing food sometimes even though we were like kind of like family you know <laughs> well, yeah. so <laughs> believe me you made up for today at the restaurant sharing food yeah oh yeah we sure did <laughs> no Shh, quiet. Um, don't get me in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean i didn't see it as jail or whatever you said so okay anybody else have any thoughts go ahead to me um i I got to be careful what I say, because when you say, yeah, I'm so excited to leave, people think you're going to go after the world and follow all of the promiscuous things that are out there. But um, the whole point of the whole benefit of coming to Calvary Chapel is that you you become accountable. You get the solid foundation that you need to go out into this world. So I am. I am excited to to be able to leave, to have the opportunity to do so, and to see where the Lord takes me. Because I didn't want to stay here after I graduated. I wanted to go out and either travel or do wherever the Lord wants me to go to. But I did not want to stay here. That sounds really bad, but I didn't want to say a calorie. <laughs> and, and this clue the year, you you love your family. Yes, absolutely. I love my family. I love everybody here. Um, so much so just that I don't do have any else? friends outside of Calvary and the church. <laughs> okay, let me um, add to that. Something she brought up. Uh, all of you now are going to go out. Um, I hope, I think we prepare you. I mean, you guys... Get involved in more chapel services and Bible studies and Bible classes than most kids in their lifetime you do in a single year here at the academy. How are you prepared to deal with the temptations in this world and and um, the, the the harsh realities of a world that frankly is rejecting Jesus Christ at a rate faster than we've ever seen? What difficulties do you anticipate? Who wants to go? Evan, to you take it. Um. I don't know if, like, the school necessarily prepares us, like, with real-life situations. Like, they tell us how we should deal with it, but we don't obviously face it because, you know, the school makes sure that things like that don't happen. Like, we don't get exposed to drugs and stuff like a lot of kids at public school do. So, But they do talk to us about different things. Um, so I think just being in the word you know you need to make sure you're in your word all the time and they make sure we do that all the time at school so even if um and then just having a plan before you're in those situations like know how you're going to react before you even get in that situation because if you start planning when you're in the situation you're already 10 steps behind now evan keep the microphone you um last night you were the recipient of our timothy award and the Timothy Award is given every year to, um, it's hard to say it this way, but the most godly person, most godly young person in our school. Um, did you feel like that puts a lot of pressure on you? Or do you feel like you're just grateful to God because other people see what the work that he's been doing in you? Um, I think I'm just grateful because, like, um, I have gone through a lot, you know, and so to even think that people see that in me is like, it means a lot because I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I'm just kind of trying to do me a lot of the time. Like, I don't really know. You don't really know how you're doing until you get feedback, you know, like you're just kind of. 
it does it means a lot like it's kind of like I'm like okay like it is I am doing a good job I guess like if somebody <laughs> noticed you know if I was able to get you know most Christ like award I guess I'm doing something right you know so yeah okay <clears throat> let me ask you this um as you head out to whatever's next you know the right things to do all of you do got to stay in the word you got to we say here at Calvary Chapel just be with Jesus um how are you prepared when you're not in this environment to keep the same closeness, the same uh, vibrancy in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Tristan, why don't you start? Well, I've been here all my life, so I have <laughs> next to none practical experience when it comes to actually having to defend while out in the world. And I'm going to New York, so that's going to be fun, but... I don't know. This this is something where I feel like your experience shows when you're in the moment. You can say all the stuff you like, but you don't know how you'll react until you're in the moment. So I can talk all confident, but I there's a chance that I could immediately fail. So I like to believe that I'll be able to stick to my guns, so to speak. That's That's wonderful humility. Because I think unless we realize that we can all fall, if we get a little distance between us and the Lord uh, on a daily basis, the temptation is always going to be there. And we're all going out into the world, especially those of you who are going to pursue uh, education. Ashley, in the military, it is not the most godly environment that you're going to encounter. Um, you got to make a choice every day. And the way to do that effectively is to make that choice today forever and then renew that choice every day. Ashley, what difficulties do you anticipate as you pursue a military career? I mean, some of the things I think that keep me close to God are reading the Bible every day and um, praying every day also and trying to keep close to God. Um, and I know there's going to be a lot of temptations. Um, and uh, I have to get ready for that, obviously. You know, I have to pray really hard to God so that He helps me. And read his words so I know I have more knowledge of what to do and what not to do because, you know, everybody's still learning different things. But, um, yeah, I believe there's going to be a lot of temptations at the military. Do you feel like you know more Bible now than you did when you got here? Yes. I mean, my dad basically taught me the whole Bible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> always. Friend. Bless his heart. Yes. But, um, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's going to be hard, but I think I got it. And we've got two of you where Spanish is your first language, mm -hmm. right? And Shane and, yes, and Ashley. Um, Ashley, are you prepared? I mean, Shane, Shane. are you prepared? <laughs> I'm looking at... I mean, so in racquetball, I've been exposed to the world many of the times since I almost travel pretty much every weekend. Um, it's different. The people use different languages, pretty much stuff that may offend each other. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of gossip. <clears throat> um, but at the level you are, it's yeah. exceptionally competitive. Oh, yeah, very. So yeah. it's cutthroat. Oh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, there's a lot of things that might tempt me here and there, especially competing. But I mean, it's really just self control, it's something I really like to work on because sometimes I have ang anger issues during a match or I can't control it, or other times. I don't know, something slips off of my mouth and I wasn't supposed to do that. That wasn't a good example, you know. So, I mean, it's tough, but it's a work in progress. So, 
Always remember that self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Walking. And Jesus plays racquetball, by the way. So if he's on the court with you, you're going to do well. Claudia, yeah. what about you? I've known you forever, it seems. And um, Are we on the same question? Yep. Please okay, please. okay. Kind of nature. Uh, um, I feel like this goal um, really puts, um, if we do fall into sin, uh, I feel like we're more responsible for that because of the knowledge the school gives us about the Bible. Um, and I feel like the school really teaches us how to respond to that. So, um, and it, what Shane was saying, it's really just about self-control going out into this world. I mean, we're going to be tempted here and there, um, but it's all about where you are where you are at with God and self-control. Um, okay. Now, for the studio audience, we're, we're, or the audience, rather, we are in just a little over a minute left in this half hour of the program. And if you have any questions or comments you'd like to make to the graduates, we'd welcome your call at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Shane, let's finish with you. we got one minute rather than open another subject. Um, talk, about, talk about some of your achievements in racquetball. All right, so um, <laughs> I know you don't like attention, so I'm no, I do not, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so I've been playing racquetball for four years. Um, racquetball isn't a very popular sport nowadays; um, it's been declining. But um, as I've been, and my journey as a racquetball player, uh, I've let's let's pick that up on the okay. other side of the break. That's the the music means we are going to get cut off. You've been listening to the first half of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. If you have questions for the graduates, please call. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to The Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Senior Day program, 340-9585, if you have any questions or comments for the seniors. Claudia just said something. She said, and her mouth is full now, so I'm not going to ask her to respond. But but like you guys, she said, we're more accountable than most. Because of what you know, you feel like you're more accountable than most. Um, you also know how loving, forgiving, and gracious God is. Are you more concerned about doing the right thing from here forward or not doing the wrong thing? Honest question. Bina, you that gotta... is a really good question. Yeah. Um, because I've been here so long, so many different people know me, I'm going to be honest, it, it really is don't mess up. There's so many people already asking, so what are your plans? Let's do this. Oh, I'll, I'll keep track of you. I'll call make sure that you're, you're staying on track. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I got to admit, it's don't mess up. Don't, don't be the one in the class to... Okay, let me take the pressure off all of you, okay? <laughs> You're all going to mess up. That's who we are. Understand that. Now, we don't want to. You know, Jesus and Paul both talk about aiming for perfection. It's something that, that we ought to want to be. We can't be. 
that's the reality of living in these flesh and blood bodies. So how do you readjust, Sabina, and anybody else who wants to, to chime in, how do you readjust to thinking, well, wait a minute, negative reinforcement isn't really all that great. So how do you get to that place where you just love Jesus so much you want to be with him? Um, for me personally... Put this up a little bit. Oh, for me personally... Um, okay. Um, I really don't... They've already said it. Stay close to the Lord. I There's no other way to put it because, sure, we can get help from other people. Call my parents. I can talk to other, other teachers who can help me out. But it really is just being with the Lord through everything. Just... It doesn't matter how simple it is. Just stay with him. And and to keep in mind that when we do fall short, that you can always go back to the Lord. There's there's nothing too big that I might do that he won't forgive. You know, it's, it's helpful to remember that uh, you might be hard on yourself when you blow it, but he never is. He loves you. He makes it so easy for you to come running back to him. And, you know, we all hear these stories about these kids who were raised in church and then they get a little bit of freedom and go crazy and they rebel against against God. So um, think about that. Um, we're going we're gonna to revisit this with the rest of you. We've got a caller on line one, Ray from San Antonio. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello. Can you hear me all right? We can hear you, Ray. Great. Um, I just had a couple of uh, thoughts on this, and uh, there was somebody, and I don't remember exactly who, but said uh, the most difficult part of the small school was there weren't that many uh, activities or, you know, opportunities and I, and I don't know about that. I came from a fairly small uh, high school, and uh, I I fought against that myself. But uh, at any rate, uh, I wonder if uh, there were any thought of uh, playing chess. If any of of the seniors have played chess or thought about it. And I found it uh, quite quite invigorating. Mm-hmm. And then I think Ashley is the racquetball uh, person. No, that's and, Shane. Uh, uh, I wonder how did she get uh, into uh, racquetball versus tennis or table tennis? And I want to hang up and listen. Okay, great question, Shane. Racquetball is not the normal teenage sport these days. No, it is not. Um, So basically, it was more of my dad thing. Uh, He's been playing racquetball for almost his whole life. Um, What happened was that um, I've been playing a couple of other sports beforehand. Uh, During middle school and my public school, uh, I was doing basketball, cross country, and a few other sports I forgot, but... um, (laughs) So what happened was that afterwards my parents were saying that I need to stick with a sport uh, that would help me gain a scholarship in the future because they were obviously going to struggle in debt for the, I don't know, for paying for college and stuff like that. So my dad just, I don't know, he basically one day forced me to (laughs) try out their free clinics at the YMCA Thousand Oaks. And that day I tried it out. Um, 
I actually liked it afterwards. Um, I liked its fast paced. Um, I was talking to Mama Paula uh, earlier today, and she said she liked the angles. And I agree with that. I mean, it's a really nice sport. It's not really like pausing time where you got to, you know, think about things. It's like more of a rapid pace kind of moment. You got to think right in the moment. Um, it's like playing uh, chess at five at 100 miles per hour. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool <laughs> sport. I love it. So Now, we're talking... Um, at the level you're playing, mm-hmm. we're talking the United States national team you're on, mm-hmm. and and you also now have gone professional. Mm-hmm. So you're playing at a level that most of us never dream about. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I've never dreamed about. I actually didn't think I was gonna pursue racquetball. Um, I thought it was gonna be just like any other sport. I was trying out basketball or anything. Um, I do. I mean, I was. I did decide to dedicate, but like. In some occasions, like I, I don't know, there wasn't many much help since racquetball wasn't isn't a big sport. I thought I wasn't gonna pursue it, uh, or I wasn't gonna have any help to pursue it, like um, economical support or anything like that. But the Lord opened doors, and I'm glad He did. So, yeah. if you, if you're good, there are sponsors. There are yeah. people who are willing to pay. So, yeah. I think that's great. Tell tell me, uh, Jeremiah, you're the one who mentioned you wish there were more activities. Um, Talk about the activities that you are involved in and what kind of activities that you think you're missing out on. And anybody else after Jeremiah can wave in on this too. Well, um, the activity that I was like the best in was softball. Like, honestly, I just felt like softball was like my thing, you know, because I come from a a family who loves baseball. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Who really loves baseball, specifically my dad. Yeah, specifically the Cubs, <laughs> and he and and if there's anything my dad loves, it's just watching me and my brother play softball very well. I've been in softball for quite a while now, and it's been fun every year. And honestly, the things that I think that I could be missing out in is like, like like you mentioned chess. Like honestly, I feel like chess would be. Um, a pretty good activity that I could take up as well if I want to know how to play chess well. Oh, good. Any other thoughts? We did have a chess club, but it disbanded due to lack of interest. Yeah, yeah you know, the, the, that takes a lot of work. <laughs> chess is not easy, and it's like very time-consuming. Cross-country was very time-consuming. Claudia, you're like the the girl athlete of the school. Was. Right. Well, <laughs> this year I didn't really join that many right. sports. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so what, what about being a Christian helps you athletically? Um, dedication. It takes a lot of dedication to be in a sport, especially cross country. And um, that's the sport I joined every year besides uh, this year and last year, I think. Um, and I'm always praying during – during a race or a softball game, nervous habit, I'm praying to God. So that's <laughs> like I'm playing with someone, not just myself, when I'm that nervous. Well, that's a good habit to keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good habit to keep. What about you, Ashley? As- activities you think you could have benefited from? Some activities I think would actually make the school better would be uh, soccer. I heard the school used to have soccer. And um, I actually uh, was in soccer at my public school, but um, I left, so... I got out of it, you know, and came to the school, and I was really surprised that they didn't have um, activities to do. But I feel like soccer should be um, 
a sport or an activity for this um, school. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that likes soccer. I'm pretty sure there's other people that like soccer. Yeah. And, and um, we, we did try, but, you know, we've, we've got mm-hmm. 135 capacity, max capacity yes. of students. And, and if students don't sign up, mm-hmm. we can't yeah. do it. But, but sport's a good thing. Yeah. Yes. That's another thing about having a small school. It's harder to, I guess, expand on our sports. Get more people to do it. Right now we have um, two sports, cross country and softball. And softball we compete with, um, we don't compete with other schools. So it's more like a club, I guess. Publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Evan, you got any thoughts? Um, Yeah, I thought that was like something... That came up just because there was interest in sports, but not enough. Because even with softball, there's a lot of people on the softball team, but we can't compete with schools because it's like we play co-ed and all other schools play, you know, by sex. So it's a girls team or a boys team. You don't play co-ed usually. So, um, but I did, I played softball for one year and I ran cross country and I really enjoyed those sports, so... Even the small sports that we do have, they, you know, the coaches still do their best to make sure that we, you know, we learn the sport. Like, we're not just out there for fun, you know. Like, it is fun, but they make sure we know what we're doing, too. <laughs> okay, let's talk about who wants to talk about. Oh, well, let's go to phone call first before we do that. Uh, let's go to Rick on line one from San Antonio. Rick, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, hey guys. Uh, just now that you guys are about to uh, enter... Uh, the real world. Do you guys feel like um, you are prepared to uh, defend and uh, share the faith of Christ? Uh, how this to you on the other side? Thanks. Great question, Rick. Thank you very much. Who wants to take that one first? Go ahead, Sabina. Well, we absolutely should be. There is no <laughs> excuse for not being able to, to go out for and, and, and defend the faith. There is a constant, I mean, not only is there chapel, but there's also Bible class. There, that that's a more in depth into the Bible and and who did what and such and such. But um, yeah, there's no excuse for anybody who comes in this door more than five minutes as to to defending the faith. <laughs> Good response, Evan. You want to say something? Um, I think definitely the school prepares us. Like I've had uh, two jobs while I was in high school outside um outside of school and so just being working with people like even if i'm not directly sharing with them they should notice something different like they notice like um they would always ask me like why do you never curse and i'm like you know i'm not gonna curse the maker you know for somebody he created me i'm not gonna curse him you know like so even like, even if you're not directly sharing with them, like, they'll still notice. If you're actually walking with him, there should be a difference. Isn't it, isn't it sad that we live in a world where kids your age would wonder why you don't curse instead of why you do? Yeah. The so first job I worked so at, I was working thing. with adults. But then I worked with a bunch of kids. And, yeah, they were, like, some of them younger than me, dropping F-bombs. And I was just like, <laughs> every other word. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, you have any thoughts? <clears throat> I think that sharing the faith is actually uh, something that my dad actually taught me to do. Because we would go to like the flea market. The more you I know, listen to you, the have... more I love your dad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, he has um, what are these called? Mm, they're like little tracks. Tracks. Yes, tracks. 
um, my dad would uh, take me and my family, and we would go to the flea market, and we oh. would uh, give tracks to people. So, oh. I did say I love your dad. Yes, I love him <laughs> even more now. Let's take another call. We got Michael on line one. Michael, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Uh, hello, thanks for taking my call. Uh, my mm-hmm. question for the seniors was that um, they talked about, you know, when they reach any difficult time, that they would, you know, they could reach out to their parents or they could reach out to their teachers. Um, but they've been together for so long. I would wonder, would they rely on each other? Would they contact each other when they're having a tough time from here on out? Great question. Great question. Claudia? Most definitely. <laughs> Um, I think we have, we're really close as a class. Um, and I mean, there's just seven of us. I feel like we're really close friends and some of us, maybe not all, um, I hope all, but most of us are probably going to be, um, friends for a lot more years, if not a lifetime. So I do believe that, yeah, we're going to, we're going to stay in contact and help each other with whatever life throws at us. Tristan, you've been here your whole life. What do you think? Uh, I, I try to stay available to help anyone that I can. Uh, I've been known for being a bit hard-headed myself and trying to do <laughs> things myself. But I do try to reach out to my classmates sometimes when I need some help or some other friends I've made within our small school that we've made. Okay, anybody else want to talk? Jerry? Well, in answer to your question, Mr. Michael, um, honestly... Yes, I I will most definitely be there for this class because, like Chloe said, we're we're very close together, despite set being seven. But still, we're very close, and honestly, I'll be there for them, and they'll be there for me when the goings get tough. Great, great response. You have something you want to add, Ashley? First person I would actually contact whenever I need spiritual help would be Sabina. (laughs) 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 She's very helpful and. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Michael, I hope that answers your question. I love the answers. Um, question for all of you. Uh, in, in this day and age of social media, how do you stay balanced um, in your approach to social media? Uh, you've heard me say for all of you, some of you have been here your whole lives, as you indicated. Um, you know, I, I, my prayer for all of you is that you spend more time in the Word than you do on social media. Uh, and yet the reality is this is a social media world. How, how do you deal with the, the world that we live in and balancing the time between um, following Jesus, studying the word, uh, being obedient kids, and and also being engaged in social media? Uh, I don't have social media. Never Good. bothered to get it. Good for you. Good for you. Anybody else have thought? That's arguable. Well, I try my best to not use social media. <laughs> Because, I mean, most of the time it's very tempting to most um, teenagers at this time. Um, I know it's also a really good way or a good platform to share uh, the Word of God, but um, it's also very tempting to put your opinion out there to most people when you disagree with things and uh, maybe you get into, I don't know, you bump heads with other people and stuff like that. So, I mean, I try my best to not use it, but... It's a great way to share God's word to others. Okay, and, and I'm, I'm sure your racquetball sponsors mm-hmm. want you to be on social media. <laughs> oh, yeah, they really do. But uh, most of them are pretty humble. They don't really want to be out there in the world. So, I mean, I'm glad they're like that. Okay. Any other thoughts? 
Um, I believe social media can be a big distraction sometimes, but um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Anybody um, besides Tristan not at all involved in social media? That's me. Good for you guys. Yes, but um, you're going to oh, North, yeah, going mean, to Northeast Texas. Yeah, they like, don't have social media. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do have to say that I wasn't allowed to have TikTok um, until just recently, um, and I, I, I genuinely don't think I will get it just because I know myself. I can't have that. You know, I, if I get it, I'm not going to spend as much time in the world in the word. I, as it is, I get, I just get distracted enough. So, um, yeah, that's my take on it. Know, I, know your tendencies, yeah. Jerry. Okay, well, my thought about that, even though I don't have social media, I feel like people should spend less time on it and spend more time in the Word. And if they do spend a lot of time on social media, they should at least bother like spreading the Word of God on social media for other people to hear it, too. Like, I mean, social media, it's a huge distraction, yes, but that shouldn't take people's attention away from what's really important. Yeah. And you know the reality is, is if you go on social media and proclaim Jesus Christ, you're going to get shut down, and you're going to get hammered, and you've either got to be prepared for that or realize that that's just not an effective way to reach people. I know people that that are buried. In fact, we were out at lunch, and I was watching these two kids sitting at a table, both of them with their foreheads on the table, looking between their legs at their phones, not talking to each other at all. Now, your families obviously are really involved in, in your walk. Um, what role has your families played in developing you as a Christian? Evan? Uh, well, just going back to the social media topic a little okay. bit. Go ahead. Um, like, even just being on my phone. Like, my mom, she doesn't necessarily say you're not allowed to be on it, but she's like, there's real people here. Talk to them, you know? <laughs> so I'm rarely on my phone when I'm at home. And that's also just kind of, you know, um, like Gail Irwin, who speaks at church sometimes, you know, he always says others. So, you know, that's what my mom, she's like, other people, don't be on your phone, you know? Don't be focused on yourself. So just having that mentality that, I've been raised with has helped a lot. Is it frustrating to you at times? Um, not really. I don't really text that many people. So, um, I mean, every now and then I'm like, mom, I'm not doing it. Like I'm just sending a quick text, but you know, um, for the most part, like it's not that bad. I don't, I love my parents and you know, I know that they just want what's best with me for me. So I try, you know, not to back talk and stuff. How, How has your mom and dad been an influence in your life? Um, they're just like their strength because uh, I don't know if everyone knows who's listening what my family went through but recently my brother uh, three years ago got killed in a car accident and so they the fact that they're still together is just a great example to me because obviously I'm in the family I know what's happening every day and um, it's been it's been a struggle for my family but seeing them grow in their faith has helped me grow in my faith yeah, and, and been an inspiration to a lot of us. Uh, your mom, her name is Gail, but I have my own name for her. I call her Grace because mm-hmm. she's just the walking epitome of grace, and she is a wonderful role model, wonderful. Jerry, you had your hand up? We're inside of about four minutes here. So, so um, about my parents and how they've been an influence on me, 
Like, I look up to my parents a lot. To be honest, I, I wouldn't even be a Christian if it weren't for them and their excellent teachings of the Bible to me. Same goes to all my siblings. My parents have taught me a lot throughout the years about how to be a Christian and how to spread the word. My mom and dad have done something very good. Yeah. Your dad is a really hard-working guy. Yes, I mean, he, he is. He works really hard. My dad works hard. And he's I was laughing with you at lunch because I asked you, your, your, your older brother Isaiah works for your dad. He's very skilled and he works really hard. I said, so are you going to follow in his footsteps? And you said to me, I'm not as tough as he is. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it's, so. not, it's not false. I mean, Isaiah has been... <laughs> Isaiah has a lot more experience with this than I do. He's been doing this for years. Yeah, does a great job. Anybody else? Claudia? Um, I think my mom is the best example for me for what a strong, godly woman looks like. Um, she's been through so much and has never lost faith in God. And I think that in and of itself has really shown me um, that you could go through trials and still really just trust God in whatever's going to happen next. Yeah. Tristan, you, would you weigh in? You, your, your, your mom and dad have had health issues, and um, they're still hanging in. They're doing well. Have they been an influence? Yeah, my, my dad's an inspiration because he's constantly doing everything for everyone in the house. We only yeah. have the one car. So he's constantly out and about getting meds, taking yeah. my mom or my grandmother to appointments. Uh, whenever I need to ask him to chaperone a field trip, He's usually available. So the fact that he's able to do all that and very rarely get stressed out is really a good example. Yeah, he, he exemplifies the others-centered philosophy that Jesus modeled for us. Really great. Anybody else want to talk about their moms and dads? Your family members? I feel like I just need to okay. or else I'll get upset. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, just my dad, um, just being here and taking that step of faith to come and work here for so many years because this is his 13th year also. Yeah. Um, yeah, just learn from him to serve the Lord and both of them constantly being in the church and doing things. Um, I, I've grown up serving. And so. your family's grown over the years. Yes, and also having the two adopted brothers that I have, wonderful, um, just just take the step of faith, do what the Lord asks, and all will go well with you. So, yeah. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? we got a minute left. Or were you going to say Yeah, let's say Shane. I was going to say, and your mom, Sabina? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, what about my mom? Well, you only mentioned your dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 know, we know your mom. Hey, we are... We are, we are at the end of the program, and uh, I want to thank all of you. Uh, tomorrow night, you're giving a message. You're speaking, not tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, you're graduating. And Friday night, you're speaking to the church uh, who's provided for this education for you. And I'm really anxious to hear what you have to say. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been our annual Senior Day. Tomorrow, Paula will be live in the studio with me on the date day edition of the program. And she's a lot of fun. So we'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. May God richly bless you and keep you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. 
The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh,